come, 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 sorry. The man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gage. Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, it's me, it's that P-U-L-S-D. It's your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. And you're listening to the Based World, Based World? Based World Podcast. Which is your favorite 9 11? Oh, from 1911? Just... Or... <laughs> I yeah, jump off the towers and I get fucking Vecnid. It's like, yeah, just Vecnid. oh my just, god. Just, man. When, if Vecnid attacks George Bush, does George Bush see 9 11? This is me on like, hey, the top the of the fucking upside down. 9 11. This is the, the, the Sandra where we do jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I only we... played that once during the pod. Hey, we... I'm about to crack this up oh, really my... quick. Hang on. Oh my god. Dude cool. is. You Art has me spliffing. No, Father V, idiot. God, oh, Merlin. Hey, yo! Welcome <laughs> back to the Base World Podcast. No way, that's what? the intro. Oh, let me get naked for a moment. Let me if get I naked. only could make a deal with my nuts to get him to swap our places. <laughs> Yo, that was a film ago where Peter was just like, "What the hell are these doing up here?" He takes off his Holy chin crap, and... Lois! It's Godzilla Mendoza, famous YouTuber. <laughs> hey, Lois! I'm Billy Bobby right Brown. Was <laughs> Boomstick from Death Battle? <laughs> Holy shit, Lois! Billy Bobby Brown, come tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Please God, no! No, no. this just for right. eighteen right. few months ago. Right. I gotta out. tell you guys about Cut. that. I already told I already told Tony and White about that. But hey, guys, let me just do the intro. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Base for a Podcast. My name is Out of Breath already. Yeah, see you, Ranger Three. I got Tony. Yeah, Simon. Let's fucking go, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Wyatt. Yeah. And special guest, Melee Hellbot. All right, Chris, I just want to thank you for inviting me to this episode because I have a lot of things to say. Yeah, I agree. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start the finale, Melee? <laughs> All right. And, just, and when we needed him most, he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as Melee just said, we are finally talking about stranger things season four mm-hmm. uh got a lot of talk about this is going to be all over the place but oh, the first yes. thing oh yeah is that the duffer brothers absolutely washed <laughs> millie bobby brown in the quote oh yeah today. <laughs> so millie bobby brown allegedly said that she's not happy that major characters are being killed off in stranger things and the duffer brothers replied to her and said, this isn't Game of Thrones, this is Hawkins, not Westeros. So I was like, okay, let me try and find, like, the original, uh, like, the original statement that she made about that. And so I go into the Twitter search engine, which was a mistake in its own, and I type in Millie Bobby Brown, and the first tab that comes up is Millie Bobby Brown, Come tribute. <laughs> now what the fuck the is wrong with you? The second one is I did tell you you about this yet, Tony. The second oh, one no. was Billy Bobby Brown gay. <laughs> <laughs> the third was Millie Question Bobby Brown. Question mark? <laughs> 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 hey, are we recording the Base World podcast? Yeah, yes. and this is Zane. Yeah, Zane, Zane's we're here. Cool. And this we're is Zane. Zane, he's here. Yeah. Ah. Oh, that's why he did say the line, Bart. 
So I plan on, so here's the thing, right? I plan on delaying the podcast at least an hour and a half more. Um, Too late liberal. Yeah, I know. I plan on delaying the podcast. Zane is the only man to be late during the podcast. Once we stop recording the podcast, or start recording the podcast, I plan on saying nothing. (laughs) Zaniac. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Zane will make his uh, cameo in 20 minutes. Yeah, I agree. By the way, what the fuck does I'm feeling lucky mean in the Google thing? I never understood that. I don't know. I, that's a great question. It's a mail-order <laughs> Russian. Yo, yo, forget the Stranger Things stuff. Let's just talk about this for a second. This topic. Top what 10 is questions on? unanswered by science. Did you see the shit on the 4th of July? That I did it was, see it. It was like Google search engine and it had the American flag and like... Uh, uh, fireworks going off on the home screen, but the home screen for the news was just six dead, twenty-four injured in uh, mass shooting in Highland That's Park. That's not America. Like, Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> Happy Fourth of July! <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like it's like Philly, dude. Fireworks in the back, people running from gunshots, and then someone yeah. laying pipe in the window on the news. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. that was insane, so dude. Crazy. Oh my god, that was so. Oh, Craziest man. thing that ever happened. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home opening shot. <laughs> People are so, running from gunshots. Fucking Popeye's grinding his dick on the grindstone. This is crazy. Yeah, dude, this is a crazy 24 hours for for the base. This, this, year, this year has been fucking bonk. You know what? I will say this, though. Before we talk about like the actual season four, Things. Did you guys start Stranger Things when it first ha- like aired in 2016? Um, yeah, yes. I think I got a little late because it was one of those Netflix I, moments where I was like, God damn, stop shoving this down my throat. Yeah, I would say exact same deal. And then my dad was like, you fucking have to watch the first episode. This show was made for you. And then I did. And I begrudgingly agreed because I was in grade nine and I didn't like being told stuff that my, by my dad that was actually correct. I started about like a month or whatever. I was just like, "Oh, this looks cool. I like this yeah. vibe." And then I was like, "Yeah." I think I watched. This, I think I started watching it like maybe a month after the first season came out, or maybe yeah, was... even a few. I don't remember. I remember. I don't remember watching season one or two when they aired. I remember watching season three like the night it dropped, though. So. And of all the surprise overnight. Uh, Netflix hits, you know, your Tiger Kings, your Squid Games, your... Squid Games! Forget the door, no Squid Games in this chat. Um, the Stranger Things... Stranger Things is the best one. Yeah, it's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's easily. the best one, and it's... It's weird to me that this is the show that has gotten the most, like, controversial discourse over the last few years. It's weird. Well, I mean, House of Cards kind of... <laughs> But how's the card? That was for a completely different. It was like out of our hands. That was that was a completely different reason. Yo, what a I wonderful just... show in Stranger Things. Yeah, new villain. <laughs> oh no! Yo, Kevin Spacey is Vecna. Holy shit! <sighs> oh god! He said, "Guys, I'm gay. I'm chill, chill. Me and Will. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, it's all right, man. What chill, did you chill, just bro. say? <laughs> I might be a pedo, but I'm gay, guys. Don't worry about it. Seriously." <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Look at that Popeye grinding his dick on a fucking. <laughs> Yo, guys, real quick, go follow the Base World uh, podcast Twitter because you will see literally the greatest image of mankind's history <laughs> ever. Okay. Which so, is why does shit bigger than his forearm? Um. <laughs> so, how do I explain this? So, you don't need to explain is... it. <laughs> what is there to explain? <laughs> what is there to explain? <laughs> He's grinding okay. that shit. 
Okay, explain it then, Chris. Explain it. It's just Popeye with his massive <laughs> dong on a grindstone. <laughs> now, what does this say on the picture? Oh, ass naked, says, no protection. Uh, this is the based world. This is the based world podcast. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> who's, okay, who's, who's Popeye in this picture? He's Melee just like me. <laughs> Melee help up. It's funny, under the image, it's like Arabic text and a frog, but we cut that part out of the Base Road podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what it actually says? I don't know. Yes, we're right. The the tapes have been running. (laughs) Where have you been? Damn, that sucks. I'm sorry. Let's get into this, all right? Stranger Things, season four, 1986. They Uh, were at a mall. It got fucked up. Billy's dead. Here we are. Yeah, half okay. of the team is in California with our boy Argyle. Yo, Zane, pass the dots here on the left-hand side. They're hitting that at California, California girl. Yo, he heard that shit since Scooby-Doo, bro. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, true. We got the other half of the team in Hawkins. The crew is playing D&D with a new character, Eddie Munson, which we'll get to. I wonder who's probably the most based character. Literally, from yeah, I really Deadpool. love this character. I cannot wait to see him in, in future seasons. He's gonna, he's gonna love Evil Dead too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, yeah. but uh Hopper fucking stuck in the Soviet Union, just hanging out, chilling. In the gulag. Yeah, in the gulag, bro. Fight for his fucking life. Uh the yeah. Russians got a demogorgon. They also got a whole bunch of other demogorgons. Bro, my man Hopper literally got clapped in Warzone, bro. God damn, bro. <laughs> Do you think um any of the Russians tried to have sex with the demogorgon? Definitely. Uh, no know. way they didn't. No. What? <laughs> I think Yuri probably did. Hey, we're, we're, you, you don't want to hear facts, bro, but we know the horrors of war. Robin and Steve are both fiending for pussy. Uh, yeah, bro, it's hard yeah, out here. Man. Jonathan and Nancy are having relationship issues from a distance. Yeah, it's hard out here, man. Just Mike like is me. just a fucking dickhead. Got one taste of pussy and then just neglected yeah, all of his friends. He changed up, yeah, bro. Dude, Mike changed fucking up. I hate you, Mike. Fuck you. Ah. Will being a, will act, will acting like a suspicious character. He's got something Will to say. Also, by the way, fucking fucking swaying his hips back and forth when he walks. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me this dude ain't. And Will, will is a like, closeted <laughs> homosexual. She's <laughs> saying like that. Oh, guys, guys, they didn't say it. They didn't say it. So so it doesn't count, guys. How dare he just like the art, bro. He just likes the art. I saw a TikTok that was like uh, Will Harper. Of like it's a. Uh, POV will while Elle is battling for her life in the tub. And he looks over and she's like, Damn, Mike's looking fine as hell right now. <laughs> Damn, girl, you so fine. <laughs> oh. Mike goes to California and uh, Will goes to California. Or no, Will is already in California. Already Mike goes to California to visit Eleven. Uh, Eleven gets swept up by the government. Uh, yeah, no, Chrissy yeah. and some other and some other nefarious people who we'll, we'll get yeah. to. Uh, fucking D- Dustin's Eddie. still the best character. Eddie is prime suspect number one for Chrissy's death. Yo, uh, you're yo, you're jumping the gun, bro. They don't yo, even know who you are. Trying to summarize a little bit. <laughs> they don't know. I don't even know what, why I'm summarizing because if you didn't watch the season, why the fuck are you here, bro? Yeah, why are you here, out, bro? bro? Why are you not in the show? Fucking spoiler text in this title. We are spoiling the shit rotten. I will I'll say five page essay on Eddie. I don't blame Chris for jumping the gun on volume one because volume two I kind of get it's, it hasn't even been a full week yet as of recording this. But volume one's been out for over a month. If you haven't seen it now, yeah, then I don't yeah, know bro, what to tell you. You're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, they hit they hit Detroit Rock City in the first episode. It goes crazy and then stuff happens. Like you're missing out. Yeah, they go to Coachella 
and they let... could have got hitting the Sadako Dead by Daylight execution on people. It's it's crazy out there. <laughs> Another thing too, like I, I want to say this to um to you guys. What were your expectations going into this season? Because it was a three year hiatus since Ooh. last week. Uh, I probably I had no expectations because I forgot how long it was. So I was like, I don't know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, me too. I just kind of I was in that same boat where it was. It was in such a black hole for production yeah. and stuff like that, and the release date kept changing, and it was yeah. like, and it wasn't until the last like month or so when we got that that amazing Big trailer, and I was like, all right, maybe I'll give it a shot. Oh my god, it's been three years, and we're here, and it's happening. See, and- my whole thing was always like, I thought season three literally ended like damn near perfection until that fucking shitty post credit scene and then they brought back Hopper and I was like, ah damn it, I wish they ended it there. Yeah, besides because season three is peak for me. I fucking love season three. And then I was like, ah, is this is gonna be good. And then the trailer came out and I was like, ooh, maybe. Okay. And then that first episode happened and I was just like, man, I miss this shit. I fucking yeah. miss these characters. Yeah. I miss the editing. Just everything about this show I just fucking missed. This this is a serious thing I want to get on top of there's a lot of great. There's a lot of fucking great television out there right now, but I don't know how many shows are this great consistently in the same ways without feeling old. Like this show, people give it shit because they say it's like the same thing every season, which is not true. But yeah, let's say it has, it has a general similar vibe, right? Eleven beat bloop 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 by putting her hand out. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she she glup shit over. She's glup shit over. Yeah, right but. Uh, this show has remained of quality because I feel like despite the fact that sometimes the seasons take on a similar format or that the vibe is the same, they never forget that these characters are advancing and that was the thing I was kind of worried about. I was like, where else is there for anybody to fucking go after season three? I feel like everybody kind of had a natural end to their arcs for the most part and I was worried about like, is it going to get too Big is it gonna would get? You, to... Would you feel like an add-on? Like, oh, here's the vi- here's this villain now. But what it's do you like, mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Everyone ended their. What do you mean? Everyone ended their arcs, bro. Will had to be gay. Come on. <laughs> Will, I really that Will was gonna Will put that paint in a big old rainbow. No. <laughs> this cock. <laughs> it's just it's Popeye naked. picture. It's the Popeye picture. It's just Mike. Yeah, Mike, look at this photo. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Renaissance painting. Oh Yo, my uh, you're. I mean, honestly, Simon, you're right though. Uh, Eighteen naked cowboys. Like, <laughs> even Ray though Ray. this show was gone for three years, the writing and the production still, when it came back, was top notch. I just want to like say the how they filmed this really quick. So filming started in February of 2020. On March 16th, 2020, production halted. All right, because of COVID. Filming resumed on. September 28th, 2020 in Georgia. And then production finished in September of 2021. So they filmed this season for a whole ass year. A year and a half. If you count like the time frame between February as well. So like we'll get into like season five and how hopefully, you know, they film that a little quicker and get that out faster. But, uh, and now we already please don't do a time skip. Please, God, yeah. do not do a time skip. Uh, 
see, how... by the end of the season, I thought I, I originally thought the way the season was going to end would lend itself to a time skip. But then, without no we'll way. get to the, we'll get to the <laughs> no. ending when we get to it. But there's no fucking way. Yeah. At, at the very least, the first the first episode at the very least has to pick up right from where it is. Do the time skip in episode two. Don't do it in episode one though. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So we already have like a time frame of when season five will come out and stuff like that. But we're all over the place right now, so let's get our f- feet on the ground really quick. Talk about the most based character yeah, in yeah. Stranger Things history. Mike Wheeler. Leather jacket. <laughs> no way. Jean vest. Garfield mug. Leather jacket. Fucking Heavy metal. Munson, bro. Yo, he would have loved Hellraiser. Dude. Ugh. Expert, he would have loved Saw, dude. He would have loved Saw. He would have loved Lego Star Wars. D and D dungeon. He would have loved Mandy. He would have. He would have. He would have. <laughs> he would have loved. He would have loved Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> My man making the hottest girl in school fall for him, selling everyone drugs. That little um, ketamine on the side. Yeah. I mean, just... twenty-two in high school. <laughs> Fuck, 20, this is a very nice lady. I hope nothing bro. bad happens to her. Just the most <laughs> based fucker out there. And we all discussed it. I brought it up to the based world senate. And I would senate. like to formally induct Eddie Munson to the based world senate. Yes. Now, let's go! To let's formally go! induct him. Hearsay, hearsay. Since I am not the majority leader, here is the majority leader of the based world senate garfield arbuckle oh shit he's here he's here as majority leader i welcome eddie munson to the based world senate yeah yeah hey, my mic picked that up congratulations yo what, yo, what y'all doing over there yeah yo yo chill get off him get off him yo, garfield put that shit away bro yo bro garfield get away from that grind yo why did why, my man's got a dick out my man's got a in it He's swinging that raw chicken breast. Uh, uh, look, a question real quick about Eddie, actually. So did you guys like him instantly? Yes. Uh, no, yeah. The first scene, I thought, like, especially the whole first episode, I thought we were going a little too hard on the, the popular people. We're, the we're freaks, different. Like, that yeah. was kind of like season two. I was like, episode, like, yeah, I wasn't feeling him, but then he did the the wood scene, and I was like, all right, this dude's pretty cool. Like, all right, he's a, he's a sweet guy. But I, I was like, I, heavy I, metal, he got me. Nah, yeah, bro, when I, this dude was this, making a scene during lunch... I knew right then and there he was my type of guy. He was you, bro. He was you. Talking about, right? was... about GCW. That's you. Yeah. Well, I agree with that generally. At Stranger Things has always been a show that I feel like, even though it subverts a lot of 80s cliches, it also leans into them. So I, I, he, I feel like we were destined to have a character like him at some point. Yeah, exactly. and, and I've been waiting. I got to shout out the way they introduce him, though. Like, like the editing, I went back and rewatched episode one a couple times. And I, it's the scene, it's after Chrissy has her little encounter with uh, who we, we don't know yet is Vecna in the bathroom. And she comes out of the bathroom and you hear Eddie reading the newspaper and he says, the devil has come to Hawkins. And then it cuts right into the thing. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like I just, I, the, the editing, I think in the first episode especially was just like. Especially when they're trying to get, they're trying to find like a replacement for, uh, for Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole editing, that whole scene is great. That back yeah, and, and forth, it was great. When the, the Detroit Rock City montage. Yeah. 
yeah. and it just felt like such like Eddie. Was just, it, that was like the fun aspect that like we just missed so much, like from yeah. like season three, you know, like it was like, Eddie, oh yeah, Eddie being a DM and bringing that, that that just rooted it back in season one for me, and I think that's something that I really loved about this season in particular is that it feels like things that were in previous seasons are like each season kind of has its own standalone threat. I feel like besides the upside down being a general thing, like it has its own thing going on. This season is the first season where I feel like it's like every single thing we have been seeding throughout this is coming back. And the D and D ties like that really felt like that because that's when the show started show mm-hmm. fucking started with a D game. Well, technically it started with that scene in the lab, but the first time we see our main cast, it's this, it's this great, little D&D back and forth and the D&D scene at the end of this episode intercut with the basketball game it was just it was perfection yeah, I love Will it Will wasn't there ah. Bro. Will can't have shit in this Will, Will never met Eddie Will shit, never man. got to play D&D with Eddie fuck too busy making Mike a project wanted to get pussy but dude like Eddie his charisma is so infectious and just the way his character was told, even just in uh, episode one, anybody could relate to him in one way of his personality and the things that he liked. And personally, yeah. I fucking like connected to him strong after episode one. Just being like just a silent dude real. that's like doesn't really. Uh, I feel like a whole different genre of like personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like quiet dude, but you know, has this really tight-knit group of friends and shit like that like just you can pick and pull from his person really and would have loved met a lot to yourself and like you could just connect to him in several ways which just made for the perfect character and it made for his perfect arc mm-hmm. as well like i just i what i really liked is while well, i was kind of in the same boat of being like yeah, this guy's leaning really hard into like the popular thing and all that stuff. Like that scene with Chrissy in the woods is is great, and I, yeah. and I think that was like the best. That was the that was like the moment I was like I am fully locked in on the guy. But it's something that's just a testament to how good Joseph Quinn is as yeah. the season mm. goes on. Like he never really loses that, but I feel like he did a really good job blending like the subtlety of like this is a guy who has lived on the outside his whole life. And like surrounded by his like by his uncle, who's clearly an outsider, and he's like, and he's done some shady shit, but he's like a good dude. And I just think Joseph Quinn covered all that like brilliantly. This is why I get frustrated when people on Twitter say the whole running away arc doesn't make sense because it literally does. Yeah, and his yeah. whole yeah, we're not going to talk arc... about the uh, Stranger Things Twitter uh, yeah. circle because Stranger holy shit, I know, I know y'all be holy tweeting shit. Oh my god. They just don't stop, and it's weird. It's over there, man. It's either it's either people that. it's either people bitching because their favorite characters are dead, or it's people who haven't watched the show since season two, and you can tell they haven't watched the show since season two, saying that the show fell off, even though they haven't even kept up with it at all. It's no, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna say it honestly. No, if he's gonna say it. <laughs> make these kind of ship things between any character. Whether they are, uh, I mean, like, if it's, like, you know, people that you could actually see in a relationship together, that's cool. That's fine. I don't care. But if they're, like, Justin fucking... and Eddie, like, get the fuck if out it's of like here. Steve <laughs> and Eddie, you. bro, if you're, like, Steve. trying to ship Steve and Eddie, grow the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's it's absolutely mind-boggling how people can, like, I saw something yes, uh, yesterday that was, like, Eddie and Steve are the type of guys to 
say janks at the same time and then start making out violently. Like, bro, uh, what the who is making out violently? That's the worst part. Why are you making out violently? Two straight men. In you a think fucking Steve TV show. at any point expressed any interest? In they're not they're... real people, bro. Like they see the... one scene in a bus and they're like, "Man, oh, clearly shit. wants Nancy for Christ." Yeah, yeah, like, bro, you fucking that's so. I mean, y'all know what's going on with Eddie, but why would they be making out violently, yeah. bro? Who does this shit? These ain't <laughs> real people. So we and like people saying like, "Oh, you know, Mike and Will are Endgame." No, they're fuck. They're not, bro. Will doesn't. Will doesn't fuck with this shit, man. Mike not want Will to get a W, gay, bro. Did anybody watch that 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 specific fucking scene with Mike and L in the finale and actually still think that Will and Mike are Endgame? I don't know what the fuck to tell them. Like, bro, come on. Will, I was alive you at the end of the series, at the end of the season. Remember, like all the rest of the couples, and like, no. Like, honestly, you can like a show all you want, but when you do that type of shit, where you just put these two incompatible people together. Just to do it and just to fantasize and fanfic about mm -hmm. it, grow the fuck up and yeah, just the watch the show for how it is. Bro, you're thirty. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're 30. Yo, this dude literally Craig's dad from South Park. <laughs> oh, literally. <laughs> yeah, Craig and Tweaks should get together. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's my rant. But yeah. yeah so, shout out to Robert England, bro. Shouts out. Yeah, dude. bro. But even, though, dude, even though this like, movie exists in this universe, I don't know dude, how that works. Yeah, okay, that was weird, yeah. Like, here's the thing, man. This dude hasn't acted in, like, how long? Like, I don't, when was the, what was the last thing he, that Robert England was in? Um, I know he was, he was Freddy Krueger on, like, an episode of that, that, uh, fuck, was that show? It's, like, the, the it's some show about the eight, the Goldbergs. He was Robert England. He was, he was Freddy oh, Krueger yeah. on that. That's, I don't know what else he's done, though. That's so, I mean, dude, how, what the fuck, man? He comes in here and gives a fucking probably one of the best performances he's ever given. Yeah, I know, he's gone nuts. This is this is such like a because it's super fucking meta that this killer Vecna is clearly inspired by Kruger in yeah, some way, but so. like 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 not not in terms of his character, but more just in the style. Of yeah, what he does it's so clearly and alone. You can't steal his whole flow and then say, "Yo, Nightmare on Elm Street exists in this universe." He was in an episode now of Spy Kids Mission Critical. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yo, let's go. Voiceover oh stuff actually. He's the voice. Guys... He was Scarecrow in Injustice Two. Yeah, yeah, he was. Wow. That's perfection. He was anti-pops in regular show. <laughs> oh my god, he wow. Yeah, shout out Robert. Did you guys see uh, Henry Creel like being negative one or being one and then being Vecna? Um, I thought I the mean... kid was odd, especially when like my boy was special. But I didn't connect it until like he was in that uh, he was in that room. Or Henry was in that room, and I was like, oh, their eyes are popped. I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm like, okay, I kind of connect these. That, I that, definitely knew that, like, yeah. one was Vecna. I definitely had that in the back of my mind, but I did not know that he was the kid. Yeah, that, I will say I thought something was up, because at the end of that, of that great flashback sequence, they say, oh, my son fell into a coma and died afterwards, and you mm. never see his son die, like, ever. So right. I thought that was... And the fact that they drew attention to the whole, oh, my son was odd. He didn't... He kind of Felt it yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, didn't think he that. was gonna be a. I thought if you, I thought there was a chance he could have been either number one or Vecna, but I didn't think he was gonna be both. And I didn't think the whole plot was that he was gonna be a fucking. He was the killer the whole time. Yeah. I didn't know. I think that was. I just. I really appreciated that. 
that was a good swerve because I because speaking of that scene, like when it is like revealed, you know that he is Vecna and he was this kid and everything. That fucking score from Watchmen when Doctor Manhattan yeah. transforms that was the best fucking part of that. You see, people complain about this like it's this because it's this big monologue, but I got to give credit to Jamie Campbell Bauer because he just has a great. He is fantastic. He is, yeah. he is fucking great. Yeah. I want to see him in more shit. If there's one thing, the one downside to Vecna as a character, it's that while the prosthetic and the voice for Vecna and just the way Vecna was handled was so great. I wish we could have seen Jamie Campbell Bauer out of his makeup more because like the guy underneath has... for a second, like if you see him, like kind of like. I'm hoping that happens in season five. I'm hoping in season five we get a little bit more of the more like kind of like um, like that was kind of like a shield almost, and he like pulls back the face, and it's like, ooh, there he is. It, like, make it of... like a venom, make it like a venom style thing where he can like peel back his head, his face, yeah, and then it would probably at least look like what he did when they showed oh, him love... upside down. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I love that what? design when he's like walking through the wasteland. I'm gonna get that to that great. in a minute, honestly. But I just want to say, uh, him as uh, as number one is so creepy, but it's so unlike him in real life. I've been seeing a lot of videos of him like meeting fans on the street and shit like that. Nicest guy in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. that too. It's the same thing as like Matthew Modine, where mm. it's like Matthew Modine's like a surfer bro in real life. He's super chill. I love Matthew Modine quoting that um quoting that tweet where they were talking about like shipping, I guess, two characters or whatever, and Matthew Modine just quotes and just goes, I don't know what the fuck any of this means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Chris. awesome. laughs> awesome. Good job, Matt. Stay off Twitter, Matt. Good job. But uh so, wait, Matthew really... Modine is not an old guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about that really quick because, uh, just jumping ahead a little bit, the Duffers have confirmed that Season 5 will focus a lot on how the Upside Down was created and why it is stuck in 1983, especially the day that Will went missing. Um, yeah. But it's interesting because, obviously, we learned that Vecna gave the Mind Flayer its form and basically... Uh, did he create he, it? He, I, I don't. He didn't it's still create it. To me. It was so when he went when he came to the upside down for the first time, the mind flyer was like just kind of like a cloud, but he gave it its uh, sort of spider spider, spider form, yeah. um, and then gave a piece of himself to the mind flyer so that they're connected, uh, which basically sort of didn't like kind of didn't create the hive mind but sort of started the descent of like you know vecna's the top of the food chain in the upside down but that's not even confirmed like we don't know if he's the you know number one guy or not that's another thing that we're gonna find out uh -huh, number one in number one season number five one. but uh <laughs> i realized someone said this uh how when he first goes to the upside down uh it looks like a nuclear wasteland like it looks hot as fuck all right uh it's all yellow mm -hmm. stuff like that he said obviously it's a, a world untouched by mankind but then the upside down obviously is now cold and dark and uh limey you know, murky and disgusting and shit like that more inspired by the real world yeah and somebody pointed out that season two when will was possessed by the mind flare he would always say he likes it cold so vecna being a burn victim basically from being burned by lightning while he was falling into the upside down obviously he wouldn't want to be in a 
hot climate because I don't think his. anyone likes to be lit on fire, but yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. <laughs> obviously, that's, it's like he wouldn't want to be in a hot climate because he's all burned up, so he would want it cold. Like that's now, I gotta see if this is like something they actually follow up on because, like, I I have no doubt that the Duffers have had this sh- some of this shit in their back pocket, but that's that's so yeah, uh, deep. So, so here's a yeah, I want to bring that up actually. Um. If you think that, especially in this season, if you think that Vecna in this season was planned since day one, I don't know what. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's really... the thing: I think they had some stuff in the in the pot. I think season three they definitely started to plan it, but like they did not have this in the bag since yeah. season one. Come on the coincidence. Listen, the fact that they had the grandfather clock play in season it's one. It's a great retcon. Yes, absolutely. Like I mean that. Oh no, they had themes, absolutely, but I'm not saying that they had Vecna and the concept of Vecna yeah. playing forever. I'm not saying that. Like the I'm clock sure is like a normal stinger. Human... I'm sure they knew but that's the thing. You have to think that they knew what happened to the other numbers at the beginning of the series. Like there's no way they can't have known that. I well think they tried they had... to do the, the spin off with what was it, eight or whatever, and then everyone said, yeah. No way, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no spin offs. So... I feel bad for that actress who played eight. She's she's she was good in that episode. Yeah, yeah people hate it too much. It's just, in, like it's just the idea that no one wanted a spinoff, and I think they're still trying to do spinoffs. Like yeah, the one story. There is one coming that's based off some original idea they had, but they're not a part of it. You're not better call Saul, and you will never be. <laughs> you will be, you will be him. <laughs> Ain't no slipping Jimmy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon, <laughs> that whole like thing about the you know, uh, like and stuff like that. That's fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. Like the they fact that, even that somebody thought of that and pointed that out is just chef's kiss. Incredible. That's the, I, I never don't agree with this notion. I think a lot of people th- think the upside down is scarier when you don't know more about it. And while I think that was the case for the first season, since this is a show that has carried forward yeah. like, into all things ramping towards the end, it's like, yeah, if, we, if we never found out anything about it, I feel like it would have been kind of underwhelming. It's like the, yeah. it's like the white Walker situation. Like, that works for shows like lost, you know, I'd rather they just never explain the mystery and they, or game of thrones. They spend hyping yeah. up the fucking white walkers that didn't lead to anything. The but, leftovers, yeah. But what I really appreciate now that there is an established like human connection to it, the fact that this is a this is a human being mm-hmm. who got sent to this place for doing something so horrible, yet he still created this place. That to me is way scarier than just being another eldritch threat. Because the mind flayer, while it was creepy, was never it was never like disturbing to me. Vecna as a character is just fucked in the head, and, and the, the mind player is not human? a physical form, too. Yeah, like Man, don't get me wrong. The the body horror in season three, big flesh mind mind flayer. Yeah. I love that shit. I think that's great. Like that's called just eating shit or whatever. It was eating like rat. Rat she was eating dirt? like dirt. She was eating just yeah, like mulch. Dirt or some shit, yeah. Literal, literal, yeah. Gl- literal glup shit. Oh, gonna eat shit and explode. <laughs> you guys agree that like almost like season one and two, and season three and four are like totally different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like because it's like I, I season one and two had kind of has like that innocence to it still, still dark. But like three and four just have this like crazy like wow like fun like horror like crazy shit like i think season four fits more with i I, part of me thinks it fits more with season one and two just because because there's so many connections to the first two seasons in this and it's like it's so entrenched in that but maybe it's also just the fact that 
it's not in the summer and there was so much of season three that was spent in like these big colorful areas like you had like the scene oh, at the oh. fair the scene at the fair and you had the scene like like the, the mall like hopper and the mayor dude hopper and the <laughs> dude dude fucking cario was in the as the mayor dude that dude was handcuffed to the thing i was like oh my god saw yes <laughs> better call it literally saw dude i was like yo i do want to say uh we'll finish your thought first well i was just gonna say i i think these are probably well it's hard to say if these are the best new characters we've gotten in a while because last season had robin and robin is one of my favorite characters in the whole show Mm -hmm. but like the no characters have i feel like have impacted in different ways like eddie and vecna have vecna added this like new dimension to the upside down and made it a way more interesting threat and eddie was just i he was the heart of this season yeah. well he's one of the hearts. No, don't you there, fucking there say who the fuck, yeah, yeah get the fuck out of here fuck you mike heart. you're the kidney of anything get fuck the you out. mike <laughs> he was one the of the <laughs> he was he was the soul of this, yeah, of this he was he was at the heart of the season he was the soul fucking prostate of the group as he <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to well. We know whose whose season it really is, but I feel like we'll talk about mm. her after the after we're done talking. But I just I really uh, love we'll the new talk about even it. Argyle. Like Argyle was just like a good. He wasn't like one yeah. of my character could have been annoying as hell, but that actor is so great. He's he, so no, he contributed awesome. way more than Mike did, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Without him, fucking Max is dead because then Eleven can't go fight Vecna without him. Thing too, like I like how like you know he he does kind of seem like this dumbass like kind of stoner guy, but he figured out where the tracks were, like what the tracks were. You have the military yeah. vehicles and the salt thing. Like he was actually a pretty smart dude. <laughs> he came through, and he came through for the group when they needed it. You know, yeah, they kidnapped him from California. He has to go home. Yeah, <laughs> oh my like, god! Like, what? <laughs> I was thinking about that, bro. Like they brought him all the way across the country. Like, does, does man not have, have a family? Does he have a family? <laughs> yeah. I will I'd say. I like to go home now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, damn, bro. Smoking so much weed and driving all the way from California. I should Canada. never smoke that shit. I ended up in Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm smoking from the country to light, bro. This is some fatherless behavior. Bro, Andy, uh, Argyle gave us one of the most based songs in human history. Bro, Shout Scooby-Doo. that song yeah. will live forever. Oh my Around. god. There's three songs now. Three songs. Yeah. Oh, there's four. Actually, no, there's four. There's four. There's four. Yeah, four. You know what? We'll get to them, but we'll get to them. Right. We're always yeah, getting to something. Like this is, that's part of a good, like, segue. If we're going to talk about, like, the music choice for Argyle, I feel like that's partially a good segue because Argyle was like, that, that, that song was just great for a completely different reason, but there are three other songs in this season that, like, are iconic with this show mm-hmm. now like in the same way that should i stay or should i go is iconic with the first two seasons of the show w- oh, yeah. in regards to will where it's where it's just like man the fact that a kate bush song is this fucking popular in 2022 that shit yeah. only happens because of stranger things like it's mm-hmm. iconic with this show now in a different way literally like a whole new fucking generation is like into kate bush now yeah which is like fucking nuts <laughs> like i gotta say it really quick uh the duffers whole choice of music and aesthetic for these mm-hmm. seasons you know going from 83 to 80 what was it Four. 83 84 to 85 to 86 now um yeah. and then would three warriors going on a few more years uh, as we're gonna get to i've watched every single one of these seasons with my mom 
who graduated high school in 1989. So her watching these uh, seasons and kind of getting to relive both her childhood and her high school years, she like always will point out to me like, uh, I remember this, I remember that. Like she remembers going to the mall uh, near her when it first opened and how it was like such a huge deal. And uh, the music that would play uh in each of the seasons and like how she remembers listening to that in that year and watching it on mtv and shit like that like it's both a way for people like our parents to kind of recollect on their uh childhoods and give our generation a view into what the 80s were like minus the monsters and uh no those are uh, there too even those, those are all so <laughs> you ever read a stephen king book that's just there all the time bro yeah. don't worry about it like, it's even, always happening bro even at the end of uh like my mom growing up was a big stephen king fan so every time there's a stephen king reference she will bring it up and so even in the finale of this season well you know when lucas is reading the talisman she's like uh, she didn't even see the cover of the book. Just hearing the lines that he was reading, she was like, "He's reading the talisman." Like she could pick it up immediately. Like Back those kind of just small things, uh, is just makes the show so much better because you get to yeah. kind of get a glimpse it, into what the eighties show were like. to me is like. I've said this too. It is like the ultimate show for like families. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it really is just like, you know, any age group can really just like have like fucking watch this and have a great time. This know? is like a kid's great first introduction to horror the same way something like mm-hmm. like uh, or just something or even just like adventure in general, the same way something like the Goonies was or the Dark Crystal right. was or something or something like that. Like, it's, it, it's like like a kid could watch this and go like, oh, this is scary, but it's like cool, though. You know, it's like it's it'll give them it'll it. give them nightmares for a little bit, but they'll grow with it. And they'll exactly. They'll yeah. And, the, and so I feel like we don't have any of that these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like the only one, you know, for families <laughs> like, yeah, there's not really there hasn't really been one. In it's the like last the big summer years. blockbuster of like TV. Like, that's how, how I also view it as it's summer yeah. blockbuster with a soul, man. Like it just yeah, with a it soul. Hold, exactly. and it just holds up so well. It's even more <laughs> special for us ha- uh, who were born like between the years of 2000 and. 2003 2004 because (laughs) if you've watched the show from the beginning you're also literally growing up with these characters yeah like you know we were talking about it a few weeks ago uh i think finn wolfhard is only a few days older than me and gate matarazzo is a few months older than me uh but that millie Wright brown's like a year and a half older than or younger than me uh, so like being able no, to snap like two years younger. Yeah. He's no like snap is like two years younger than me. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah. being able to like watch the show from the beginning and kind of be in the same age range as them, you're getting to grow up with them from a distance. And those make for such more powerful connections between the characters and the fans. Um, I was going to say, uh, not from a distance for some of these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Millie Bobby Brown tracker. Yeah, Jesus. Oh my God. Uh, so I, I, you know what? You completely reminded me, Tony. There is a Twitter account called, like MBB Source or something, and it is a Millie Bobby Brown tracker that will. What? Uh, God. Go fucking... through. I hate it here. 
that will go <laughs> through people's private Instagrams, uh, private Instagram posts, stories, uh, Twitter posts, Snapchat posts sometimes of when they meet Millie Bobby Brown out in the real world and will post them on Twitter and say, here's my Millie Bobby Brown with a fan in fucking Florence, Italy. Like, let her live, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like, obscene, bro. Let do her people live. want, like, another, like, Edward Furlong, like, scenario? Literally, yeah. dude, that's what it's like, man. Yeah, like, do people want, do people want, like, an Edward like, Furlong? Dude, dude, here's the thing, there's already been a shit ton of, like, grooming, like, you know, shit with her and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was that crazy fucking TikTok dude that was talking about her. And, like, eating her out and shit. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, holy shit. Like, no, when I was uh, talking earlier about how I looked up to try and find her uh, her statement today. I, you know, eventually pressed search on just Millie Rod Brown, and the top picture was from three hours ago. It was of it was four pictures of her in a bikini on a beach in Italy. Like, bro, like she's yeah. probably with family or with her boyfriend or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, let her live. Yeah. Like, goddamn. How, how, like, in a weird place. Do you want these kids to grow to be cold and sad like, people? Like they deserve a fucking life too. Like geez, like it's it's ridiculous. Maybe it's also it's like, you know Noah Schnapp's going to college, so like good for him for living a normal life. Yeah, partying. <laughs> and even like you see stuff like Gaten Matarazzo, he's gonna be like doing Broadway stuff for Dear for Dear Evan Hansen coming up like this month. So I mean, it's good that people are branching out more, but God, you're you're gonna have these people who are following you around all the time. Maybe it's just it, it's personal to me with this cast because it's like, I I, I again I've, I've talked about I said I said this on the Forbidden Door podcast. I can't remember. I would not be pursuing acting if it was not for Stranger Things. Like I just wouldn't be. Like this is the show that's that showed me that child actors are just fucking unbelievable and they can be this good. Mm-hmm. So I I. And, and it's exactly what Chris said. Like I've grown with a lot of them. I'm the same age as a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 older than some of them. I'm younger than some of them. It's like I just I have a lot of I see a lot of like just myself in some of these in some of these kids. Like what I want to be when I become an actor. I want to be of this quality. So I see people do this creep shit. It's like, man, you wouldn't do this to some random fucking kid on in your neighborhood. Like, like it's, it's it's fucked up. It's one thing to be like, oh, you know, I want to see, like, you know, if they're, are they dating anybody? Like, you know, where did they grow up? You know, just kind of general information about some of your favorite actors. You know, like, uh, you know, if you're wondering, like, oh, I wonder if Millie Bobby Brown's dating anybody. Yeah, she's dating fucking Bon Jovi's son. All right. Oh, she's dating Bon Jovi. John uh, Bovey? No. Like, <laughs> bon like, you know, she, you could be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, made Gator Model Auto's girlfriend, too, and shit like that. But to fucking track her every movement in life is, like, it's just weird. I think it's just a greater problem with just, like, paparazzi in the internet. I think I seen a clip the other day where it was, like, uh, I don't remember her fucking name, whatever Kanye West and Kim's daughter is. And she's like, you fucking paparazzi are weird. And the one paparazzi was like, we love you. I was like, you're a grown man. You're fucking weird. You're you're just a psycho, dude. What the fuck? That's the, weird, the, the the paparazzi, like you know, in, influencer, like the whole culture behind that is 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 very. I mean, you know, t- toxic. Obviously, there's just a very like kind of casual word for it, but it's just like it really is. It's just like leeches. No, knowing how fucking it's a cult, weird, honestly, dude, it knowing, really is. 
you know, to, to, to steer the conversation a bit back to the season as of itself. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, like, no, 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 no. This is something worth talking about. Like, it's fucking... Absolutely, yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to say this isn't worth talking about, but, you know, I think hearing shit like that, it kind of makes me appreciate, like, it's going to sound corny as fuck. It makes me appreciate Eleven's arc in this season more mm-hmm. because sure. it's like, like, this is this is somebody who, like had a lot of power taken from them and to see them reclaim that while well, Millie Bobby Brown Sick, yeah. shit where, where there's like just people who just fall who follow you around and you feel like you have no fucking power in your own life like that 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 just makes the whole thing better and her performance this season is that she's one of the highlights of this season she's yeah. high, one of the highlights of every season also, but this season in particular this has been great her being able to because she talked about it in an interview like um saying how for the scenes of where she's bullied her being able to zone into her experience with being bullied online back in like 2016 when people made those fake things about her being homophobic like like her being able yeah. to uh tap into that sort of emotion just made it 10 times better i um, get that but dude holy shit you remind me about that Dude, what is with these fucking so shows? What is, with, what is with 80s bullies, dude? They're just fucking... I know, They bro. live on annoying people, man. Ha uh, your dad's dead. Ha And this is why this season shows how you react to people. You don't even need powers to fuck people up. Like, I shouldn't be glad she hit a child in the head with a rollerblade. She's gushing open, but that shit was funny. Dude, if she had a fucking ice skate, that would've been sick, though. Oh my god, she'd been dead. It's this, and the, that scene is so good because it's a mixture of like, oh my god, that was really fucked, and also, oh yeah, she totally deserved that. That was really yeah. fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, also, that's the last you see of her. Yeah, yeah, that girl died. No, 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 no. She's at the beginning of the next episode. She's talking to a doctor. So she, no, nah, she so, died. She died soon after my head She got back and we yeah, just she... undermined our entire conversation. <laughs> so Let's go. She got back to epic style. Super kid die. <laughs> No, but we're gonna talk about the uh, the big one of this season. Wait, I also do really want to say uh, two more things really quick. Um, no, no, first about Eleven, uh, not just her arc, but like even in the first couple of episodes, I love mm. the small details. Tony, was that wasn't me. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was totally Wyatt. Well, that was one hundred percent Wyatt. I know it. That, that wasn't me. It was Zane. It was, Zane. It was, Zane. was it Zane? Was it yeah. Zane? Yeah. Find Clue now. <laughs> But, uh, um, just the small details, too, about, like, uh, how Eleven has the exact same haircut as Joyce, um, in the first couple of episodes, and how, uh, when you see her working on her school project in her room, the door is still open three inches for Hopper. Those kind of small details are so, like, you need to, like, actually be told to see them, because you just won't, you won't see them in your first yeah. watch through. Which that is should so be in every great. show. That should that, be in every, that's every single show, end, though. Yeah. At the end of season four, like, when she when she goes into the room, she swings the door closed, it's still three inches open. Yeah. Like, I love little touches like that. It's just, even when she had her powers, she just it wasn't just like a minus, I'm going to throw the door closed. She left it three inches. Like, it's just, I saw like, I that, see, I noticed the three inches thing the first season, because mm. I feel like they drew, they kind of, the, the shot is, like, focused on that. But, like the second the second time it happens, I didn't even catch it until I watched it. Again. I was like, "Oh shit!" She left the door open three inches. Still, like even like five minutes before she was gonna run into him again. Like that's great. Yeah, yo, 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 yo. Quick question. So, would you consider the three inch gap, right, a small 
I think it's I think it's pretty big. I think it's a bit I think it's a big big of a gap to be Yo, honest. Zane, you know what? Much I've, door done, opening. I've done some research on this and according to multiple scientists and studies, it is average. I think it's a bit too much, but I guess whatever, sure. All right, speaking of uh, weird things that they set up, there's like two occurrences I want to talk about. This one's kind of smaller because I think the makeup artist didn't reveal all of them. But Eddie's tattoos. So the obvious one on his forearm, he has a bunch of bats. And then another one, I think like on his arm, he has a, a demon kind of thing being a puppet master, you know, a master of puppets, yeah. if you will. Yeah, what? What that guy? How do you know about all this stuff? I don't know. That's, very, that's pretty on the nose. That's pretty on this the nose. Man, I remember people thinking he was like a number. Like that was one of the yeah. They thought he was like yeah. one of the kids. But then also, uh, weird one. Uh, when they go to, I think Susie, uh, uh, yes. Dustin's girlfriend. Yeah. When they go to her house, you know, shout out her uh, her uh, nanny by the way. Yeah, but when they go to her house, um, when they're trying to get the plan to go and to use the computer, you know, someone's on the ground faking being dead. Someone's in the kitchen cooking, talking about too much salt. You know they have they have people with swords fighting, and there's that a guy in the attic. Like, yeah, bro, it was, it was um, like a Nickelodeon movie. I was like, what is? This? It was very it was weird, weird, but a lot of uh, a lot of notions that it was the same shit that happens in the finale. You know, Hopper with a sword. You know, Eddie dying on the ground. Yep. You know, they're uh, using the fucking salt and the the fucking pizza place. I'm like, what, what, what are they implying? Well, that is interesting, huh? I think someone I explains know. it more, but I was like, oh damn. There's a few things in there where it's like, I feel like sometimes people are reaching a bit. But it, there is I, a bit of reaching, but there is, there was some of it that I'm like, okay, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's see, I feel like I I don't mean to say this because I didn't like it that I didn't like it because I I thought that the little detour with Susie was honestly way better. It was weird. Here. It was weird. It was way better handled here than it was in season three, in my opinion. But yeah, I I. I guess I just kind of like block so much shit was happening this whole season that I just kind of blocked it out, especially the last few episodes. I forgot like, about it too. Like I kept, like it was an it was a really funny segment, but I didn't really like. I was it wasn't like one of my maybe it's just because the California crew isn't like one of my favorite parts of the season. Personally, how many fucking siblings did she have? Jesus Christ, how many kids were in that well, house? She's a foster kid, I think. Oh, okay. yeah, I, okay, I, that. I, I, I do think like, it's damn. bullshit that we still have not gotten her and Dustin on screen at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Yo, Dustin is probably the best character. Also, Lucas was a great character this season. Yeah. Both of them were carrying the season. If Fuck you, Mike. So, bitch. So if we want to organize, uh, why don't we go crew by crew and talk about our highlights for each crew? Like, see, scenes and characters. Because I feel like that will that will that will will be won't be jumping around as much. I feel like that might be a bit more organized. Sure. All right. Like, it was so it was so quiet, and I was like, "Fuck." Uh, well, California Man. crew, California crew. I will say, just Argyle being the the comedy relief for the yeah, for all the scenes is just fantastic. Because mm-hmm. um, that's really where the more serious stuff takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just him, him being there as the comic relief and not being in the know of, you know, the Hawkins stuff and just kind of going along for the ride, even though it's fucking insane is so good. And then yeah. in the Hawkins side, seeing Eddie and Dustin's relationship as well as Dustin and Steve's relationship and more of Steve and Robin together, those kind of relationships, uh, on the Hawkins side really were the highlight for me also the lucas and max storyline this is my thing yeah this is, this the lucas is, and like, max storyline is... is you know i didn't really feel for it too much 
but I understood it and I understood like obviously you know why both sides are like feeling how they feel um yeah but it was not I my just... main interest in that side of the group I will say Wyatt and I were talking about this and I am of this opinion I'm gonna I'm gonna potentially hot take Lucas and Max is the best romance in the whole show Wyatt and I were talking about this yep and and I what solidified Lucas and Matt, like, um, I did a big rewatch of this show before it came out, because it had been three years since I had seen, since I had watched it, and I was surprised by how much Lucas became, like, one of my favorite characters in the entire show when I rewatched it. He just has a great arc from start to, like, and I just, there's something about this romance, how it started off, and I thought they didn't have much chemistry in season two. I thought it was, I thought they were, like, they were good, they were cute. And then they had the whole bit in season three about them splitting up and getting back together all the time. But this whole arc with the relationship, I feel like just brought it all together. Because you really look at it and it's clear they've been setting it up the whole time. This is like the natural progression. Like a mature, like of maturing a relationship. Like it mm -hmm. starts off in this weird, awkward place. And then you have like these little, these little proxy fights, you know. It's like, oh, you didn't, you, you went to the movies without me. Oh, I'm going to break up with you. Like it's this big fucking elementary school nonsense. Now here, it feels like this isn't just like a little crush anymore. Like they genuinely do like I think love each other. I think it's love. the most interesting relationship for a lot of people because it's the most lifelike. Um, like having, especially in this season, you know, Lucas trying to reassure Max always that it's not her fault that Billy is dead and that there's nothing she could do. And meanwhile max is just like beating herself up all the time that's like uh Which, that's a real a great allegory it is Sorry, it's a great allegory for like the 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 whole mental health thing without beating you over the fucking head with it yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't exactly. it feels very nice like, if like it was max taking other... like painkillers and shit for like the majority yeah. of the first couple episodes i was like whoa like hmm. that's if it what if it, i think it works this is why I think it's the best romance because I feel like if it was any other character other than Mac, then Lucas doing that to Max, it would I it wouldn't have made sense. It would have felt forced. Yeah. yeah. Like the, everybody obviously cares about Max, but Lucas is the one who has like this big connection with her. So it's really like every time Lucas said that said stuff like in episode four when they had that talk before she goes to talk to the grave and what what might be the greatest scene in the whole show takes place. Mm -hmm. I I felt that and yeah. man. We keep like jumping around, like and going to the finale. Lucas, Caleb McLaughlin, in that fucking scene when Max is dead and he thinks she's dead and he's screaming for help. It is, it is the most gut wrenching. Like I am, yeah, I'm hitting. literally getting chills mm -hmm. thinking about it right now. It ripped me apart. Both yeah, that um, kind of just wish she died, bro. Because holy fuck yeah. i was not dude every fucking like any of what i was seeing there man that was upsetting as all hell it felt um, it genuinely felt like it was yeah. the fact that he yelling at his younger sister to help him and he's like supposed to be in this position of power and he right. can't do anything about it, it just it hurt so much it felt it felt too real almost. i thought like, all it just her limbs broke it mainly like, her saying shit like, you know, like, I can't feel or see anything. And I was like, oh. I didn't mm. think about her eyes. I was like, holy fuck, she's yeah. blind. I'm like, this is she's brutal, blind, dude. She's paralyzed. She's like, I don't want to die yet. And I'm like, oh, my so, God. Like, this, like, the, the, this is, like, that and, of course, getting Matarazzo's acting when Eddie is dying. Like, uh, they felt so real. Like, it's it's hard. 
I feel like so many things go for like the hardcore. I'm going to like squeeze my face together and I'm going to tear up when this character dies because I'm supposed to have a connection to them. But fuck, I feel it with these, yeah. with these. And I can't say that for a lot of shows. Just taking a, just taking a few steps back here. So, uh, really quick. So you said the thing about, uh, you know, when Max is being possessed by Vecna, uh, that whole sequence where she's, you know, running and uh, Kate Bush is playing and, uh, you it's know, everyone's trying to get her to wake up and then she finally rises, starts levitating and shit like that. Fucking, like, that's, Wild, man. that's cinema. Like, was, that's that how you dress. like movie shit, man. I was like, wow. There's, like, I was fucking blown away. It's another testament. Like, there's three amazing, like, like three examples in the, to me in this scene. Actually, four, if I'm because I also I do love the scene at the end of episode seven when it's cutting around uh, number one and Vecna's like, like, like Vecna talking to Nancy and number one talking to Eleven in episode Ooh. seven. I the D and D basketball game, which I've already mentioned, Great. running up that hill and then, Great. of course. Master of Puppets, which might, pulling your strings. which which is is with that it, I might be biased. I know Chris and I are probably biased. Might be my favorite. That my accent. That's the most little shit ever. I'm a metal freak, bro. That That's was my the best shit. scene I think in the whole Jim. series. You I, mean, I was it, waiting for that shit. I was wondering what. Like, all right, what's he gonna play here? He said, "Chrissy, this is for you." And then I just hear. Bam, bam, bam. I was like, Ugh. it should have been for the belt. It's so. I was about to say like it would have fit with the bells and like the nah, thing. Nick Cage. No, no, but it could have been Nick Cage. Oh my god, yeah. dude! Like guys, read the lyrics to Master of Puppets. Exactly, Master it fits. It just fits, man. Your strings, twisting your mind and smashing your dreams. Dream. Blinded by me, you can't see a. It thing. works for Vecna. It works for Vecna. Bro, yeah. Eddie Munson jumps up on top of his trailer, looks up to the sky, says, "Chrissy." This is for you. I say, yeah. Dude, bell tolls. Starts playing for whom the bell tolls. Fucking trailer door smashes open. Nick, Nick fucking Gage. <laughs> I love my motherfucking gang. I love my motherfucking gang, bro. Yo, Nick yeah. Gage would have went out swinging too. Goes to the grill house, busts a fucking door down, smashes a light tube over Vecna's head, and then just throws him out the window. Show over. That's you, it. You have Nancy. You have like Nancy, Steve, and Robin. They're slowly approaching Vecna after lighting him on fire. Nick Cage just comes barreling past them with a fucking light tube and tackles him out the window. With Steve, it. Nancy, and Robin are on the fucking wall, getting choked out by the worm arms, shit like that. But when they see Nick Cage coming in, they just keep going. MDK. Pizza just... cutters them out of the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this is one this is one of my very few issues with the finale specifically. Like my guy, Robin, Steve, and Nancy were choking for 40 minutes. I know. I was yeah, like, I was like, okay, come on. Like, they are dead. No way. Then again, I feel like the whole By the way, dude, Robin was flat out looking like Joe Valentine in this shit. I think out, the, out. The, the problem is like you could you look back at when I watched the finale again because I watched it the first time I watched it with my brother and then I watched it again with my mom. I you look at like how the events are happening. The problem is they cut to so many things and so many things happen before the tentacles release them. To yeah. where, like, even though for in in Showtime that might have only been like a couple minutes, mm -hmm. like in in universe time. 
in real life, they, because so much shit is going on that they have to cover, and Vecna has to do his eighth monologue per episode, his quota, mm-hmm. it's like, right. it, it's like, if 40 minutes, I'm like, man, you could have cut, like, a little bit of that, but at the same time, there's so like, I feel like there's nothing in the episode I would have straight up cut, because I feel like everything was valuable, That that's where I'm caught with it. What a Hail Mary, too. You got you got Eleven in California t- time jumping through the fucking mines. You got people in Russia fighting the demons. Taking back like, off a pizza, pizza fucking freezer. All of this pizza. is happening at the same time. They are so goddamn lucky that they were all thinking at the same time to go do that shit. This could have yeah. went so wrong, and it Dude, still did I mean, went wrong. Enough crazy shit was happening to this point to where it all kind of made sense. Because Eleven, Eleven had gotten her powers back, she saw that the group was fighting something, and she knew something was up because Doctor Owens brought her in, and they had stuff with mm-hmm. Brenner. Like it, I, and the military sucked this season, bro. They were annoying as yeah, fuck. They, oh, real was, quick, shouts out to the one man SWAT team who saved the fucking California group. Yeah, oh my dude. god, this dude was crazy, ammo. bro. Like, yeah, this dude's crazy. I what? was gonna mention that. Like that's that's might be my favorite scene in the whole California. Shit's Art. crazy, bro. Uh, yeah. Minus Will's fucking insane facial expressions. <laughs> NXT face. <laughs> bro, yeah, NXT face. Yeah, literally. Don't, don't you mean New Japan face? <laughs> no, but uh, I I want to say this too. Um, just like, Oh, he was edging too hard. I'm having a stroke. Hang on, (laughs) (laughs) he's getting back. Play his favorite song. Play his favorite song. (laughs) Yo, Chris, what would your Vecna song be? Um, Hoochie Mama by Two. You can go on Spotify and you can find what your fucking Vecna song is. Mine is fucking the weekend. Yeah, wait, mine would probably be uh Wait, are you serious? Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. Just go either. onto the search engine and look up uh upside down playlist. Okay. Yeah, they did No, I think Ooh. my Vecna song, Ooh, my Vecna saving Ooh. song. Would be okay. uh, I don't like who I was back then by the Wonder Years. And I would have been oh. all Weezer at once. Let's go. <laughs> Let me right. see what mine is. I'm gonna. I'm so I just went. I just went to oh, the wait. upside down playlist. First song is Separate Ways by Worlds Are by Journey. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So my, so my three right here. Um, Blinding Lights by The Weekend, Nutshell by Alice in Chains, and You're Gonna Go Far, Kid by The Offspring. That's it. <laughs> Yo, that's very okay. weird. Mine is. I got mine is 1985 by Bo Burnham. Uh, oh, Jesus, <laughs> get him out of here! Get him out the fucking court. I got for whom the bell tolls on mine. No way! <laughs> Damn right. I have a cover for Enter Sandman by a band called First to Eleven. First to Eleven. It's not this. It's not the original version. But it's a cover. And uh, New Orleans is sinking by the Tragically Hip. Damn. Damn. It should be Mr. Yeah, Sandman, my blind guardian. List for me, bro. Bonecracker. I'm the bonecracker with the gun from the mine in the back. Starts floating down. SVR, baby. Real talk. If they gave me anything by Frank Turner, I probably would have woken up. Man, Frank Turner fan, get the fuck out. I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. No, but I do want to say, um, Eddie Munson, bro. Just so shreds. We're the just stunlock, bro. Fucking plays uh, for whom the, or not. 
plays plays he believes in Nick Cage. He believed in the Nick Cage. (laughs) Yeah, gaslighting. (laughs) Eddie Munson plays Master of Puppets. Dustin goes up through the gate, and then Eddie thinks back to when he said he's not a hero. All he does is run. He leads the bats away. And running no more. And then he fights them off. Gives both the group of Nancy, Steve, and Robin time. Gives Lucas time and Max time. And inadvertently gives the group in Russia time to work out their plans. And sacrifices himself. And dude, that death... Him saying that he didn't run away this time. When I heard that line, mm-hmm. I broke the fuck down. Uh, he said, "This is gonna finally be. This is gonna be my year." I was like, "Oh, for me, dude, dude, it's crazy how there's three line. He has three big lines in that, and each one got like. What got me is when he looks at Dustin. He's like, oh, "You're gonna look after all those little sheep for me," because mm-hmm. that's where it started. It was the fucking D and D club. Like, like it just, it just hit me. That that line hit me like crazy because it, it like. <laughs> It's also just the fact that it feels like Dustin finally entering, like, adulthood, and it's just, yeah. like, a crazy... It's just a really powerful moment. But, yeah, yeah it was brutal. I got the best and friends. The night before, I texted you guys, and I said... Uh, you said something about, like, you know, what are you going to cry at tomorrow? I texted you. I'm a man. I said, <laughs> I, said I don't cry. And then... I I sent you a picture of me crying. And and I lied. Said, I lied. I, I, need, I need I need to find this photo. No. Hold on. I need to find this Chris, photo. You gotta make that picture with the thumbnail, like the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, I was like, let's go. Everyone lived, and then it says song pop up in the subtitles. When it's cold, I'd like to die. I said, God, oh damn it! And which I listened, is th- I which is the same to that song, song just as itself, like by itself. What a fucking sad song, dude. It you know that's the same song they play when they find Will's fake body in season yeah. one. Yeah, let's which, go. Which, He's living. I'm gonna get call. to that soon, bro. I'm gonna get to the theory. <laughs> wait, 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 which song? Which song? The song that plays when Eddie's dying is the same song that plays in season one when they find the fake Will body in the creek. Oh, really? Yeah, really? I thought that was like the the We Can Be Heroes thing by Peter Gabriel. Or was that the was, no, we could be heroes. Was the end of season three when they're leaving? Oh no, that was in season one also. Really? They find oh. his body. Yes, and he comes crying home to, to like his mom and shit. Yes. There's an, okay, that the okay, then maybe I'm remembering. I know they played that when it's cold. I'd like to die. I know they played that in season one as well at some point. So, Eddie's death just fucking broke me. First time I cried in probably three years, I'd say. Um, Damn. And then. I didn't even see when Max died because I just like I was crying. I couldn't see. Damn, bro. Um, so Eddie's half. I, I half. Exp- I think we all kind of knew that Eddie yeah. was making out. Making I, it out. The minute he was like, he was like, uh, "I love you, man." I was like, "Yeah, he's dead. Fuck." Yeah. But then, I thought yeah, that he might have survived because Steve Steve got his chest chewed out by those bats as well. So I thought yeah, maybe I if they get him out of there. He'll live, but I, I, because when Dustin first runs, but then I realized Dustin's leg was broken and he was coughing up blood. I was like, there's no way he's getting like, up. Like, chill. <laughs> like, there's no chance. But he stood up, bro, and he sacrificed himself for the town and for his friends. Yeah. So, and this the is, town that this, hated him. Fuck. Yeah. This is something that I really wanted to talk about as well. People, again, who shit on the whole, there's no running thing. 
it's, I also think that a part of it wasn't even the fact that he runs in general. It's like, he says it right before he starts playing the song. Chrissy, this is for you. What is the first thing he says in the episode two? He's like, I, I didn't know what to do, so I just ran. I left yeah. her there. That's what the whole arc has been built around. He watched this person who he, who he was building a connection with, this person from the outside who he had barely talked to. He was building a connection with them, and she fucking died right in front of him, and he couldn't do anything about it. That's where the arc started, and that's where it ended. It and makes he, perfect sense to me. He didn't sacrifice himself to, you know, to help his friends, but he also was sacrificing himself to prove something to himself that he wasn't a coward and that he wouldn't run away all the time. Which yeah. is very important. Yeah, and that's but... why it's so powerful. And that's why he's one of the he's in what he is he is the fucking he's the Oberyn Martell of, of Stranger Things. He's in there for one season and he just fucking he's like an all time favorite. Mm -hmm. Everybody just loves that dude. And then we move on to when Max oh. dies and she wakes up, her limbs are all broken, uh she's blind she and she is pleading with Lucas. That she's not ready to die, she doesn't want to die, she asks for help. Lucas, you know, obviously yells at Erica, Erica help, which was improvised by Caleb McLaughlin. Great call. He's just wailing. It's the fact that once she goes, he just, he just, it's that scream he lets out. Yeah. That, that, that just, that broke me, man. That, Caleb, that's what got me the most. If any actors from this season deserve an Emmy, it's... Millie Bobby Brown, Kate Marazzo, Sadie Sink. Sink, and Caleb McLaughlin. Think about Saul Goodman. I'm talking yeah. against myself. Yeah. So Bill, what about, right what about now, Bill Hader from Barry? Yeah, yeah. He, gets, he gets one too. But okay, they, wait. It'll be a stacked like, fucking year this year for him. Yeah. Why I want to talk about uh, Max, though. I want to give Wyatt. Yeah, no, like. um. So, first off, she was in not only this, but she was also in that. Um, If anyone watched Fear Street. Mm hmm. I watched great movies. It was a good little trilogy of movies. Um, third one's not that great, but yeah. um, well, the story was cool. I had fun with it. It was, it's nothing great or anything. It's not masterful, but it's, it's fun. Good twist um, at the end. Did you say is in like the second one of that, and she plays like the younger version of this character or whatever in like the seventies? He kind of just literally plays Max, if I'm being honest. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but um, goddamn, bro, she is like one of the best. I think young, like up-and-coming actors i mean she also played taylor swift in that weird music video but that was you know well, again though as, as mean, weird that, as that I mean, was good in that whether yeah, exactly, she was so good it was awkward as hell but it was like she still actually made that work yeah but i certainly hope the industry is kind to her because i think you know, they will be I hope it's nicer I, to her than it was for millie bobby brown honestly. yeah or, how, or, how, or even Finn Wolfhard, I feel like he's gotten the brunt of some shit as well yeah. like those two cool actors but fuck you mike fuck you mike fuck you mike yeah, but uh, Finn Wolfhard's great. Yeah. <laughs> so the only one I'm worried for is Jonathan, but also fuck Jonathan because no one gives a shit about that guy. Damn, yeah. bro. I didn't try to cuck Jonathan the whole season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no, they're trying to cuck Steve the whole fucking season. Yeah, I was like, dude, this the end, man. I was like, yo, this is Weirdly enough, the, the most I've liked, this is the most I've liked Jonathan since the start, yet this is the, agree, least, since this is, anyway. this is the least he does, but it's the most I like. He at least had the scene out. with Will. I was like, that someone gave Will some sort of thing that wasn't an eldest. Yeah, Jonathan just fucking been. made out with him right there. That's the Twitter, man. That's what they say, man. They're just like, yo. You know what's crazy? We we've talked so much about like stuff. 
We haven't even talked about the Brenner Eleven stuff or the fucking. Fuck you, Papa. I hate you, Papa. Fuck you. Yeah, bitch. he's the he's the same as um uh Billy. Like, bro, no matter how much you try and make me sympathize, I don't. I don't. Well, I'm not gonna like you the like dude. Billy, man. No, Fuck you. I mean, right, no, Billy's an asshole, but fucking, he's so cool, man. Yeah, but the problem is like, like this is why I think this show does like the morally gray side so well because it's like. Well, no, don't get me wrong. I don't think Brenner is just morally great. He is an evil son of a bitch, and I hate it. He's one of the worst characters, like the most evil dudes in the whole show. I do. I thought it was a really smart move to start the season, though, with like his day to day life. Like I thought that was a really That's interesting because because it kind of loops back to, like how he, him, and Eleven they were this, they were both like in different ways. They were the start of everything. Yeah. Like if he didn't stop, if he had just stopped, if he was a good person, none of this shit would have happened. And then Eleven, like her pushing herself to that limit, none of this shit would have happened. It's like, I thought that was brilliant. And the fact that like, this guy is just doing crossword puzzles, like there, no wonder nobody thought there was something all about. It. He was just some fucking random dude in the middle of a, of a suburb, you know. And I also just appreciate that they did not go the redemption route with him, and that at the end, even though it's not like a straight up fuck you. It is Eleven being like, no, I don't forgive you. I don't understand, yeah, but yeah. you're dying now. It doesn't matter. I have things I care about. He tried to kidnap her again. He said, oh, shit, they got me, bro. They got me. I'm so dude. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is top tier gaslighter. He says, I'm going to kidnap you. I'm disappointed in you till, oh, I'm so proud yeah. of you. You blew those motherfuckers up. <laughs> yeah. But also, uh, so Max dies, obviously, and she is the, because Vecna needed four kills to open up the big gate to basically take over the world yeah um so max not by the way when that shit started the gates open uh fucking giant rifts go all throughout hawkins speaking Uh, of someone who dies from one of them who went through also went through yeah i I forget his fucking name but he was he did great jason he was a yeah History. Jason, Jason was an absolute dickhead, and shout yeah. out to the actor he played that really Dude, fucking that, good. That, yeah. that, the actor who played him was fucking great. Yeah, like, I, he, he I, played I that shit so great. Be, like, I, I don't mean to keep diverting, but I, I forgot about Jason. First of all, I love that the satanic panic, the whole D and D thing, that was such a prevalent yeah. part of this season. Again, it's been it, there since season one, the D and D shit. Yeah, yeah, but like this is the first time it's like thematic, like it's come back in a certain way, in a way that actually affects the plot. And mm-hmm. I also just like, even though Jason, Jason starts off, he's not like a bad dude. He doesn't seem like a bad dude at first. He's like, just he seems denial. like, yeah, yeah. I, I saw his like descent into insanity mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. Like, it, I will say, like, in episode eight, when he like goes up to Nancy in the gun shop and he's like grabbing yeah, at the fucking dude. Like, like, he was trying to murder children, bro. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I saw that descent into insanity, and I think the character, the actor, played it really well. But yeah, Jason, Jason's one of my favorite antagonists in the whole show because he was just like, <laughs> when Luther started whooping that ass, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he got split in half. I only wish, yeah. I only wish he got split in half vertically, not horizontally. He turned into a portal. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> but uh, yep. So gates open. Go all throughout Hawkins. Eventually, time skip two days. Max is in the hospital. We're fucking hauling ass out um, of it. <laughs> alive. Uh, so here's what the Duffer said. All right. I will say what the Duffer said here. Because uh, we see Max in the hospital. So the Duffer said, she's alive. Her brain is dead. 
She's blind and he, and her, brown, her bones are broken. She has had better days, but yes, she's alive. Really? Uh, really? I hope that. I wish. <laughs> I really think they should I would rather fucking die. Thank her. you very much. They really should have just killed her. Yeah. Honestly, I really do wish that they, I really wish they did kill her because honestly, like, you know, I'm not saying they, like, you know, we had that emotional thing for, like, nothing. Like, I just kind of wish she was dead. Yeah, yeah I said to Simon, me. I, when she was like, no, Max is not dying. I thought, I thought she was about to reverse time because all the shit just happened. I was like, no. I would have been so fucking not. pissed off if that <laughs> happened, then, dude. I would have been so And also, it would have yeah, ruined it. It would have been funnier because she's like, me, "You're gonna, you're not gonna die on me, Max." And then it started like said two days started to pan down. I was hoping it just panned down to a funeral. I don't know why that would have been so funny. Because <laughs> 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 so I was like, "No, she didn't do it." See, I, what I like is that they, they, they. You know, it comes to a funeral, but it's for it's for Lucas and Max is just standing like this. <laughs> oh my god, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Am I the Am I the only one that thought that when they were? hedging their bets on Vecna going after Max, that I thought he was going to fucking possess Lucas. Am I the only one that thought that he no, was going to do that? that. Was like, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the big thing was going to be that, like, you know, Max was going to open her eyes, but it's Vecna. I was like, oh, shit. Which could very well still happen next season. Yes, exactly. I guess like, the whole I, point was, like, four specific people, but, like, even with Nancy, when she got possessed, I thought, like, he could just possess anyone. I guess he had, like, a fucking targeted of, like, people who were fucked up lives. Yeah. But I mean, they all kind of fucked up lives in their own right, so. <laughs> yeah. My main thing now with Max, what I like is that while they she's physically alive, her, her mind is not there. Which yeah. I, because I, if she had just come back and was just generically in a coma, I feel like it would have been really cheap to just leave it there. But the fact is, something is off with her, and they're going to have to do, it's not like. She's, she's not there at all. Like, like, yeah, there, like there was nothing there. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think I don't think it's gonna be as simple as we wait three episodes and she wakes up. Like there's gonna either be some kind of catch or they're gonna have to do something before she can come back. Like do something to Vecna to weaken him before she can come back. Man, I'm dead. <laughs> I, I really want Max to kill Vecna at the end of next season. I kind of oh. want him to. I think that'd be great. It's all gang beat him. <laughs> but yeah, do so you like boots to him. Get the fucking shit out of his. The like the open. fucking It Chapter 2 ending. Dude, <laughs> if, Jim, if Jim Hopper rushes this dude with a sword, I'll... I'll he should turn off. full Hellboy at that okay, point. Okay, yeah, can we talk about that? The fucking Hellboy <laughs> shit they keep fucking teasing with, with fucking David Harbour and this shit. Dude, like, he picked up the sword and went, let's go! Goes, <laughs> season 3, this dude just goes, see you in hell. And then uh, in this one... He just pulls out a sword, and I'm like, they're making the content fuck? for pretty much it. That's about it. Well, two things. All right, first of all, uh, Murray, fucking save everybody, bro. dude. All right, Gelman is a fucking He's revelation. Awesome. I love that guy. All right, and second, have you been in much else before this? I don't think like, so. the other guys where he plays the fucking uh, cuck guy, oh, <laughs> oh. girl's ex-wife. Man, then, I forgot that. I can't make love to my wife. Second. Uh, David Arbor came forward a couple days ago and actually said that that sword is the same prop used in the Conan Barbarian movies. But why is it there? Why is there? We'll get to that in a few minutes, alright? Oh my god. <laughs> but, the gate's open, Hawkins is fucked up. 
characters. That's earthquake, by the way. Like earthquake, that. by the way. Yeah, earthquake. Yeah. Sure. Red lightning, but earthquake, by the way. Uh, okay, listen. Yeah, that was fucking dumb. But I don't think they're gonna be dumb when they see like five black tornadoes and yeah. red lightning yeah. and a cloud start next season. They're gonna know something's up. The like, gang over there. <laughs> the gang meets back up. Everybody, the you know California crew and the. Hawkins crew, they meet back up. Hopper and Eleven have their reunion, which was a fucking beautiful scene. Uh, another beautiful scene, which I completely forgot to mention, when Hopper and Joyce kissed for the first time, and we yeah! got, and we got that scene with Winona Ryder. Oh my god! Oh yeah, we're wearing Jeez, Hulk Hogan yeah. shirts, I and Rick Flair said, "Where am I at?" That was <laughs> crazy, bro. I was like, "Yo." This was the main topic in our Discord chat when when the day after this guy because the first day it's like oh my god bro that was crazy I can't believe that happened holy shit I'm crying oh, no, and I don't the, day, the next day <laughs> fucking day and then next just, day boobies just a bunch of pictures <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Tony it's 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 melee and it's and it's it well, was it melee or was it Drizzle? it was somebody or was it or was somebody else and Chris just like I'm thinking about that when on a ride that when on a ride and to remind us that she's fucking still dropped in fucking yeah punches. oh my god that's out god. do we should we just get quick thoughts on the Russia stuff quickly because we have not uh, talked meh meh I'm just gonna go meh we could have got right. out of it way quicker Listen, than we did yeah we could we could have we could have sped past that shit Every, quick. I mean it was good. Okay, Every, there was still good parts. Was, I love the part where Hopper is talking about his daughter and shit. Dude, yeah. That was everything. I will say this. This Russia arc was so much better than I expected it to be. I thought in the last season's yeah, Russia arc. Yeah, good Russian characters at least. Well, that's because I feel like we just love Robin and Steve and Dustin and yeah. Erica. Because, so it's like more like just in that setting. But you're, I felt like it was a good, it was a good like... It wasn't the exact same as the rush. Like the you went from like this clean ass lab to this gritty, gross fucking prison. I thought that was a really good. It was like, definitely hitting the gritty. <laughs> it was definitely unrealistic, but uh, I, really? I I really it's unrealistic. Oh man, I don't know, yeah, man. But it's I feel so pretty realistic. I've mean, been to really, Russia. My mom really enjoyed the uh, red phones in Russia. Since the red phones yeah. during the Cold War were basically like oh, my favorite movie with if, Ethan Hawke, the red phone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red phones. Oh my god, my Hawk. Like, how connected? Uh, she told me, uh, in the Cold War, there was a red phone in the Oval Office and one in the Kremlin, and yeah, the oral office. If there was a if there was a uh, nuclear launch, then the president of the united states and i guess the president of russia like basically had a direct line to each other to kind of call it off oh and the one in moscow was red and i think the one in the united states was red too but uh she really liked that little easter egg now what if they had a black phone what would happen there <laughs> it's me watching the black oh, phone when the black phone shows up me leaning <laughs> into my gf that's the black phone yeah. <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> yeah so uh you know, the gates open up, Eleven and Hopper have their nice reunion, everybody reunites, it's a beautiful scene, and then Will's spidey senses tingle, uh, look to the sky, and we see... Do you think he was gonna get possessed right there and become Vecna, no, and that's how I it's gonna end? I didn't think No, <laughs> I will say, dude, when this, this man has two storylines, getting possessed and being gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they go, anything, a, they go to open field where they obviously see the, uh, the black tornadoes coming out of the gates in the ground and we see that the 
grass. It is... looks like the mind flare is yeah. starting to form mm-hmm. in the sky. It looks because those tornadoes can easily be like those tornadoes can easily be like like. That was and, why, uh, why, I mean, why. Did why say something? I feel bad. Oh, I I so. No, I was just saying, like, you think we're gonna get like the actual, like, the big, big mind flare finally? No, no. Is that what yeah. you think? Maybe. I think yeah. so. It's gonna kill Mike's dad. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> oh my god, dude, Mike's dad is fucking. <laughs> which, which, I mean, we did have when Nancy had her little run in with Vecna, Vecna showed her her family dying. She goes, My mom. My yeah. sister, but that was just Mike, a, that was just a scare tactic. Dead, bro. Fuck Ted like, it wasn't it, no, it wasn't a scare tactic. That happened. That no. was at the end of the that was the end of the season. The, the portals opened, and then her mom and her sister were yelling. No, that happened. dude, but they didn't, that was, they they didn't die though. They, they didn't die. die. She didn't say they died. She said they were scared. Uh, well, but I but uh, I feel like the implication. Oh yeah, the implication was that yeah was that they were dead, and I'm thinking it's I at the very least. The Wheeler, both the Wheeler parents are not going to survive next season. They're going to probably shout die. Out, very shouts out their mom, though. Shouts out. Yeah. She's the only member. She She's way better than their fucking dad, dude. If was... Billy was right about one thing, it was Mrs. Wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Wheeler. He's going to fucking Mike's mom. But anyway, yeah, yeah, there's tornadoes and shit. Yeah, and we the, see uh, that the grass is starting to turn gray, too. Uh, meaning the spores are down. falling from the sky. Yeah. All the sports. Uh, that can't be good for health. Yeah, so the upside down is starting to leak in to the real world, and uh, that's it's not starting to leak in. It's there, I like mean, it's yeah, there. So it's like uh, accelerating. That is where the I season mean, ends, though. So now wait ten thousand years. Thank no, God. Uh, <laughs> but let's really quick uh, just talk about season five. So uh, we do have kind of a time twenty-four release. <laughs> uh, the developers have said that they are going to start writing the official script. Yeah, but you start already next month. Uh, they've no. already pitched a sort of plot line to Netflix, and apparently some of the executives cried at the plot line, which is just at the plot line, not even the script. At the yeah. vi- and at the very least, we know they have this shit planned out. Yeah, fuck um, you, Star Wars. Fuck you, Disney. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> fuck you, uh, event. Fuck off, bitch. So they should probably start filming by. February of next year, and then we'll have it by uh, around this time in 2024. So, man, two years that's so, gonna fuck it. Gonna get some pussy with Wilson penis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm a little fearful for, and I want to know if you guys have the same feeling here. Um, we, we already talked about the time skip and everything. That's we already discussed that. But um, yeah. interesting one that I've been thinking about really is that each season so far has. You know, it's it's had its you know obviously it's big you know serious you know mystery you know plot and everything. It's also been like a lot of those like really fun moments that we talked about with the the D and D session and the basketball and the pizza stuff, the mall, all that stuff in season three. I really don't think we're going to see any of that in the next season. I think it's just going to be all one hundred percent like I see, I would have, but I also remember like the marketing for this season. There was no humor. Like there was nothing alluding yeah. to Joe. It was dead. It was dead serious for most of the marketing. But they still found ways. To, like when the show actually came out, we got a ton of really great humor injected into it. I don't think 
I think it's not like anyone's gonna be playing D and D or anything in this season no, or no, going no. to the mall. Listen, or... The mission, the mission is going to be forefront, but I don't think that means we're not gonna have anything yeah. fun. We did, we I did two we... seasons worth of just splitting up for a whole season, and then come back together. I think this this next season they have to be together for like the whole time. No one's going on like an excursion across the country, yeah. which I love. No I love more again. Russia stuff, it's, please. It's not, no, no more, please God. Stop splitting up. Stay Russia. together. I mean, they I, did they did confirm, I guess, that they are gonna have like it's just Darren Hawkins. They're not leaving Hawkins yeah. is where it's ending. And, yeah. and again, just the ties into the first season, man. It, it, it just kind of starts the same. The ends the play, same place where it starts. And it feels really, really thematic. And, and they just, also confirm Will's yeah. the main character, I believe. Yeah. Good. Give him a W, bro. Finally. Mike some fucking there, W. There, there give Mike a, some fucking character, too. Give Mike some reality. Too. God damn, Listen, bro. You jumped off a cliff here, friend. Up. Okay, here's the thing. This is why I get frustrated when people say Will has nothing to do. Because Will, despite the fact that in season three and season four... He doesn't have as much to do. The dude still has some of the best scenes. Like that scene in season three when they're trying to play the D and D game and they walk out on him and he freaks out on Mike. It's and a day goes, three of girls. And then when he three goes, of girls. <laughs> no, but but the, that scene when he destroys Castle Byers in his backyard and he's just crying. That's and, it. and and of course, like the scenes with Mike, the scene with both Mike and, and, and Mike says, it's my, not my fault you don't like girls. Yeah. Like, like, oh, this is why I feel like we, we can trust the Duffers to bring it back to Will in the end, especially given that. I also forgot Will's birthday, so can we trust them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God also, listen, there's a fucking reason that the, the Upside Down revolves around the day Will was taken. Yeah. But it's, a, it's gonna, it's a big, it's him and Vecna are gonna have a huge connection. They're gonna, he's gonna try and like gaslight him because his <laughs> life sucks so much. But what if Will's, <laughs> what if Will's, fuck Vecna? No way. Uh, no. Anyways, so, uh, but yeah, so we know all that. We know that, uh, you know, season five is going to focus, um, obviously on, you know, the whole team fighting Vecna, who is obviously still alive. Uh, Nancy couldn't put him away. Uh, he couldn't put him away. Near fall, near yeah, fall. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do and uh excited to see yeah. basically what's an end of the world scenario in hawkins that's uh, the thing to me like how my question is how far are they gonna go with it like are, is it gonna be a, a and, and hawkins don't go anywhere fucking else <laughs> no, hey. i know but like is it gonna be like an a quiet place scenario where it's like <sighs> it picks up and it's like we are completely we are crushed by the upside down or is it my I said this earlier where I feel like there was that source that didn't, I can't remember who sent it. It might have been Wyatt, but that said it was like, oh, the time jump is going to happen after the first couple episodes of season five. Again, I'm fine with that. I just don't want them to start the next because the way they ended this season is like it's here. It's encroaching upon us. Something crazy is happening in the sky. Mm-hmm. We really don't have like a choice. Like we have to act like right now. It's it's the the tagline. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah. So so I'm wondering. First of all, what's the marketing for this going to look like? Are they going to pull an end game and only show like the first two episodes in the marketing? Yeah, strange and that's, things must come and, to an end. That's the tagline. Oh my god. <laughs> She, you know what? I, what's the line she says, Chris? That's cheesy as fuck, but I kind of love it. That's you have because well, that's what Breaking Bad's was for like their last season. Was all bad things must come to an end. The tagline's got to be: "You have lost Vecna. I am eleven. I am, I am the 11. stranger I am. thing." 
I am the strangest <laughs> thing of the strangest The strangest thing is you're listening to the Base World podcast. <laughs> give us a little ditty, Zane. Give us a little ditty. All right, here's the thing. I want this podcast to end. I want it to die and blow up just like Stranger yeah. Things in real life. Anyway, guys, if you enjoyed the podcast and like listening to us talk about stuff, go subscribe to our Patreon. It is $1. No. Basically free, you jackass. Basically free. Oh, wait, I love you. I'm not going to yell at you. Just have a sorry. cup of coffee. Sorry, you listener. can literally get a bunch of content that would be... You, you know, you finish a cup of coffee in like, what, five, ten minutes or whatever? Yeah. You got like hours of content on there, so... Yeah, yeah we'd be watching stuff. what you're getting one dollar a month I mean, you have a dollar you can spare dollars even we got to feed chris bro come on yeah, yeah feed, feed chris. the, the, the ruffles yeah. that boom Howard's eating right there in that gift that i'm looking at right now yeah how much look, up, look up it's look up boom ruffles on giphy and sp- uh, post that gif and at the base world podcast twitter and we first person that does it. it gets to grind their dick like uh popeye <laughs> it's full circle we're back to the beginning <laughs> and to all my haters so, no 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 one more spot. All right. It's one more spot. So we go for two hours. Go, I know. But before we go, I want to share with you guys a theory that's been going around the internet and is really quite believable about our beloved Eddie Munson. So obviously we see that uh you know it's the beginning of the end. In Hawkins. So this theory is that Eddie is not dead, but that he is somebody called Cass <laughs> the Bloody Handed. All right. Well, that's a metal name. Why? <laughs> so Cass the Bloody Handed in D and D lore was Vecna's most trusted lieutenant. Cass began his life as a human who proved himself by serving Vecna and aiding him in his quest to conquer much of Earth. As a result, Vecna established an ever-growing empire that swept from the northwestern shores of the Azor Sea to the Crystal Mist Mountains. Who cares? Because when you think about how uh, the Upside Down has come into Hawkins, let's say we do a time jump, and that's Vecna's empire. Is him ruling over the now Upside Down Hawkins, but in the real world. So, White Boy might be onto something. But at some point... Vecna rewarded Cass for his loyal service. He made Cass a vampire. Now, in traditional vampire lore, you need to be bitten by a vampire bat to become a vampire. And Eddie was bitten by a ton of bats. Oh, shit, bro. And <laughs> you know, he's going to become, the, he's gonna become the, the, vam- the vampires. He's, he's all of them at once because he got bit by multiple bats. <laughs> he walks in, play my fucking music. Where's my music? <laughs> so, furthermore, Vecna forged a sword of great evil for Cass, known as the Sword of Cass. Oh, not Cass? Now, who <laughs> did we see with a sword in season four? Me. We saw a certain sword. <laughs> Zane, this is really interesting, bro. I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> Zane didn't get his eight hours, bro. He's, he's working in the coal mines all day. You gotta, you gotta give him that. <laughs> Alright, but anyways, so, the sword actually convinced Cass that he was the true ruler of the Empire. So, Cass attacked Vecna with the sword and destroyed Vecna's Empire. Crumbled it to dust and all that remained were the sword and Vecna's left hand and eye. And Vecna's left hand and eye were cut off 
by the Sword of Chaos. There's now, too much lore. There's too much do you remember? lore. No, wait. Here's the thing. Dude, season one, <laughs> or episode one, all right? I've been waiting the entire episode. Episode one, when they're playing D&D, and Eddie reveals that Vecna is still alive, he okay, says okay. that he doesn't have his left eye or his oh. left hand. And what the, Mike says, I that he, he thought destroyed. he was destroyed by Cass. Donut Cass. Bro. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm fucking with the theory. But yeah, we'll have to I wait. Think there, the thing is... No, can you redo okay, that, listen, Chris? Chris, listen, can you redo that? I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. You know what? Let's be honest here. The first one of the episodes of next season is going to be called the Sword of Kaz, like 100%. I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. But I feel like Kaz could mean a few people. Because if we're going off the theory that maybe Will is involved with Vecna, I feel like Will could end up taking that position as well. He would. He could be like the his. He trying to like fill his spot. That's true. That's not. Yeah. My only like my only worry. Well, okay. This would be dope as fuck, even if it was Eddie. But like, my only worry is I feel like the only reason they do it is because people complain that they killed him and that it wasn't. And people are gonna think it wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that and it could feel very forced if they don't do yeah. it correctly. So it's an interesting theory. You can look That's up interesting. Uh, to it a little bit more. It could be Eddie or it could be Will. Um, you know, maybe even could be Chris. Too. Because that's how I feel like oh, Chris also, right now. Got also, could be Max. It could be Max oh. too. Oh, lesser eye. Uh oh. Yeah, but Max no. is blind in both eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm gonna need you to take all of what you just said. Do like Shut a do, do, do like a do like a Doctor Strange, like they're doing that fucking fade in and out, and then just put all that info in like a five second segment. <laughs> Are you still going? Are you still going? No, I'm and to all Zane's haters. All right, die, die so Shut up. <laughs> so that was our Stranger Things four talk. Um, fucking fantastic. We Great hope show. you enjoy. We, we love this show. I'm sure if this podcast is even still going in two years, we'll talk about it a little bit more. It'll be the same episode still playing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a little bit more. <laughs> be on this, penis, be on penis, 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 penis. Oh my gosh, Upside Down is here. Penis, Upside Down is here. Penis, oh, penis, oh my God, Vecna is here. Vecna is here. We gotta go. Your your theory about Cass is fucking incorrect, all right? It's incorrect. <laughs> I'm not having this shit. I'm not having this fucking shit. And to all the in all to all to all the conservatives out there. Die slow, fucking eyeballs, bro. Lick my nuts. Shove them up your ass.